0: Well, um, it's great to be with everyone today, virtually through Zoom, our trusty friend over the last few months. Um, and yeah, we're going to be talking a bit today um, about grace, which I think particularly really asked me to share some thoughts and, and that it would be a communion. It was something that had sort of been on my mind and I thought, well, it, you know, it works particularly nicely as something that can lead us to um, reflection as we take communion and remember and what jesus has done to us um, and i particularly like in that song um, that uh, we just sung there are some great lines in it about um, particularly it says his grace is why i'm living and then god gives me strength where i've been weakened and these just tie in really nicely with what i'm going to talk about today so let me click on so. This is the title of my sermon today, Oatmeal Grace. Now, the reason for this will become clear in a few minutes. Um, but oatmeal grace is what we're talking about. Um, and uh, if we're, I'm also going to be kind of going, I'm quite a sort of visual learner. So I've got a few things on my slides that helped, sort of helped me uh, when I was sort of getting my thoughts down about this. And, that, and I hope that will too. And to set the tone for visual learners. I've got a photo of oatmeal grace here. And if you look carefully, it says, uh, you know, contributes to a healthy spiritual life. So that's great. So oatmeal grace, is what we're talking about today. So um, I thought I'd start by sharing a sort of theme verse that um, we're going to really just kind of just reflect on. It's quite short and simple, but I think when we try and think about what it means and and unpack it into, um you know, application to our lives it's quite quite there's quite a lot we can talk about and that verse um, is in hebrews chapter 13 verse 9 and it just says it is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace um, it is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace and when i sort of came across you know sometimes you read of it i think i'd read this verse before because i read hebrews in the last couple of years at some point but it was it was fairly recently that i kind of saw it i think i was looking you know as you, you sort of look through for various other things i came across it and i kind of was like hmm it just stood out to me and so much so that i actually sort of started i'm sure many people have similar things but i started a little bored or i stick um you like verses when I come across them and they kind of impact me. I kind of just have now started sticking them there because it serves as a little reminder. And this was the first verse that went on this board. Um, in fact, I have it here. It's quite empty so far because it's just a work in progress. But you probably can't see it because I'm showing my screen. But so you can just take my word for it. That up there in the top right, it was the kind of first one that went on there. So this verse, I think, is just a really, really lovely verse, and I think. Um, today, as we kind of reflect on it, and um, um, I think there's there's just a lot we can do there, a lot we can think about and reflect on. Um, and I think this idea of being strengthened by by grace isn't something that necessarily springs to my mind when I think about you know grace in a in a Christian context. Um, so. Uh, I'm gonna first just talk a bit about strength and kind of so obviously we're talking about being spiritually strengthened by grace. So let's start by talking about strength. Um, so I'm gonna need a, perhaps a little bit of interaction here. So um just in the chat box, does anyone know who this man is? If you do, pop pop his okay, so so there'll be one point if you get his nickname, he hasn't like a nickname that he's known as. From a character in a tv series that he played Um, but if you get his real if you get his real name spelt correctly i'll you get 100 points because i I just don't believe it's possible no if you google it it obviously doesn't count but you can see that he's carrying a flag which might give a an indication that it's going to be a tricky one to spell but has anyone got any idea i can't actually figure out where the chat box is for me at the moment anyway uh i don't know anyway so um Oh there it is I can see things happening. Alex Heath yeah yeah it could be Alex Heath pretty pretty good resemblance actually. <laughs> um so the nickname so unfortunately it's not Alex Heath although it could be Alex Heath in a few years if he uh if he keeps eating oatmeal actually. So um no this is um this guy his nickname is The Mountain which is a character from the Game of Thrones TV series. So I think the mountain is quite a good nickname. He, but he is he is a very big man. Um, but his, his his real name... Uh, wait, oh, hang on, I need to click on. That's his real name, Hafthor Julius Bjornsson. He's Icelandic. I don't even know what that character is, but that's why I said 100 points if you could spell that right, because, I mean, that's quite a name. But um, also Hafthor. Thor's one of the kind of Viking gods, I think, so... um. Actually, maybe Agnes would know. We can always ask her later. But um, so this is Half Julius Bjornson. He um, is six foot nine. When I was looking up the, his weight, I got all sorts of different, varying things, but um, varying figures. But a modest estimation of his weight was twenty eight stone, which is about one hundred and eighty kilos, which is just crazy. <laughs> one hundred and eighty kilos. Um, he is. Um, a sort of strong man that's he's a professional strong man he has deadlifted 501 kilos deadlifting is where you kind of just have a bar on the floor and you just lift it up you don't lift it above your head you just kind of lift it off the floor so you can get bigger weights than things going above your head but 501 kilos he um, deadlifted which is a world record but what i found particularly amazing was he actually broke a 1000 year old viking record held by a man called orm storolfson who was a legendary viking warrior now this is where the technology um, i need to try and because i want to show, show video because what this viking did a thousand years ago according to legend was carry the mast of like a shipwrecked ship he carried this huge mast a huge like trunk of a tree on his shoulders um, and this thing so this guy did this it did an equivalent thing with a log that weighed 650 kilos um so can you now see this video is that what is this going to work yes uh, i don't know if the sound will work but i probably doesn't matter because if the sound doesn't work there's just lots of people shouting and saying come on um but yes this is just a quick video showing him doing this is absolutely terrifying Right, so here he is. I mean, just look at the size of that log. It's absolutely humongous. It's just crazy. <laughs> so there he goes, breaking a world record. Um let's go back to the slides. Um uh, let me get my notes up. Yeah, so I think um we can be pretty pretty easily convinced that this man's quite strong. Um but I think you know, when we start thinking about strength and obviously where we're going is thinking about spiritual strength and being spiritually strengthened. Um, You know, in this analogy, how does he strengthen himself? Well, it was quite entertaining reading about this. Uh, 10,000 calories a day is what strengthens him when he's doing a strongman competition. Um, I read in an article about him, it says, he now eats six meals per day. A normal breakfast consists of six eggs, six pieces of bacon and a Titanic bowl of oatmeal. Interestingly, this extreme eating requires intuitive tweaks tweaks. With such big portions, says Bjornsson, um hang on, oh I've got my thing in the way. Um, the food needs to be able to digest quickly. So white rice, even though it's not traditionally healthy, is easier on my tummy and lets me eat more. The most successful diet is one you can stick to. After all, as you can see, this one has been gigantically productive. So he actually tactically eats so that he can eat more and more and strengthen himself with huge amounts of food and huge amounts of oatmeal but i think when we when we think about spiritually strengthening ourselves um i want to slightly sort of caveat this analogy which is that i, th- I don't want you know us all to think oh, i'm trying to get us to feel like spiritually we are this this kind of man this strength this strong force to be reckoned with because i think a lot of the time we don't feel that strong spiritually um, and I think sometimes we can have this as the goal on the left and then the reality can be this. This is me from when I was very young, probably about like the size probably matches up, actually. Um, but, you know, I think um, so. I, I don't I just want to mention that I'm not really talking about, you know, externally how we can just, you know, do the equivalent of eating thousands of calories to strengthen ourselves. But rather, I'm kind of talking about how we can be strengthened. Um, in that verse, it says, um, "You know, it is good to be strengthened for our hearts to be strengthened by grace." Like grace is something that strengthens us. So it's kind of a passive thing. But um, anyone who did languages or remembers learning about languages at school, you sometimes learn about the passive, as in instead of I did x y and z x y and z was done to me so that's kind of what i'm thinking about here is how are we to be strengthened by grace um uh, so i don't want us to feel like we have to um you know just take that burden on ourselves entirely but i think um the reason why this is such a nice verse to think about is that what we can really take away is that grace is something that can strengthen us just almost inherently by nature of what it is so the kind of questions that i think we can think about and reflect on um, and ask ourselves might be things like what is your faith strengthened by or what drives you to live a life of faith to live as a christian what kind of things sort of internally drive you to do that or strengthen you to do that where do you find internal strength in your spiritual life so that's kind of what i want to get us thinking about is these sorts of questions um maybe rather than sort of what must i do now that i'm not that i haven't done before to suddenly become spiritually strong you know i think it's to start with an internal reflection on what kind of things you know internally will strengthen me spiritually just to give one more analogy of what i'm talking about um i've recently developed an interest in synthesizers which is probably a product of lockdown because as you can see for most of you that that box probably doesn't look very exciting at all but basically that is a sort of entry level synthesizer of a certain kind so you just twiddle with all those knobs and wires and things and you can make incredibly exciting and strange and weird and wonderful sounds and in the process of looking into these sorts of things I came across uh, this which is a diagram showing what goes on inside that box to produce that sound and I'm not gonna we're not gonna go and listen to it or anything like that but you do have to take my word for it that that thing can make some really strange sounds and it's like a kind of playground of sound really is what our box was But over here on the right, we've got that output. So, all these boxes are the internal workings and the things that create that output, that sound. So, for again, for the visual learners here, I hope this is going to be helpful. But this is kind of what the process I went through, I was thinking about this. But I think for us, when we think about that output, we're thinking about living out our faith. And so, those questions that we were talking about or were asking or starting to reflect on were like, you could say, well, what like, goes in these boxes for you? What sort of things help you to live your life as a Christian? So um, so that's what I kind of want these questions to maybe make us think. I hope that through one way or another, you're kind of with me here on what we're thinking about. Um, so for me, when I was thinking about this, I'll share some examples that are personal to me, which might help um, illustrate, illustrate these, uh, these questions. So I think people is one thing that um, can strengthen me in my faith. Um, uh, I grew up going to church and um, praying with my family. So, you know, my family are an example of some people that have been a source of spiritual strength to me. I've been spiritually strengthened by them over the years. I've been spiritually strengthened by relationships of people at church, you know, more recently and you know when i was at university and and all sorts of things so that's one example of something which when i ask myself those questions i can think oh well people is something that gives me strength um, spiritually i think knowledge is something as well i can be very motivated by learning about uh, the bible and the kind of history around uh, the christian and jewish jewish faiths and stuff that's something that can motivate me and be something that helps me to, I guess, you know, have that kind of spiritual output, so to speak, to live my life as a Christian. And then there's habits as well. So um, this is just like a kind of interesting one, you know, habits. I don't know, try either trying to avoid bad habits or trying to get into good habits. You know, I think those sorts of things can drive me to, to try and have that output of living, living out my faith. But I think you know, if I'm really honest and reflect on, on myself, there are also things which are maybe not quite as kind of good. Maybe things like um, my conscience, which can be good, but maybe I'm driven by guilt sometimes. If I feel like I've done something wrong, I might want to, to sort of correct that or write that, but maybe out of guilt. You know, it might be that sometimes as well. I can think, well, maybe if I just keep going as a Christian, it will, give me respect from people people will think of me as a good person and maybe it'll help me to have a good career and a comfortable life and all this kind of thing and and these things aren't necessarily bad but i think um i just think it's something to to just slightly watch out for in some ways because i i think i don't think jesus promised his disciples a comfortable life um i don't think that was really what he said i think in fact he promised that you know we would have trouble in the world as as his followers so um so yeah so so obviously as we're going along um and we'll have time to reflect as we take communion but start to think about maybe what are the similar things in your life um that drive you um but yeah so going back to that verse it is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace you know i guess I've been thinking that I think God's grace should be something that goes in one of these boxes. I don't necessarily mean we throw out everything else and just try and have this as the only thing, but I think it should be there. You know, God's grace. And that's what these verses seem to imply that God's grace can strengthen us. It can be a source of kind of spiritual power that has effects and rolls over into our lives, into us living out our faith. Um, so, just before we go a little bit further we're just going to kind of pause and think about well what is what is grace i mean it's one of these words we use all the time uh, in church you hear it spoken about it's in the bible uh, a lot and um, paul wrote about it loads in particular um so we're just gonna i'm just gonna basically throw a load of stuff at the wall because there's so much there's so much and it's not I think it's quite a sort of um, deep idea. and I'm not going to try and explain it entirely or anything like that, because obviously I just can't even come close, but here are a few things um, from a bit of research. So as always nice to start with uh, Google's dictionary. Um, and in the Christian context, it says that grace is the free and unmerited favor of God as manifested in the salvation of sinners and the bestowal of blessings. So, already starting to get some, uh, Some long, long words there, but the free and unmerited favor of God is definitely a good place to start. John Stott said grace is love that cares and stoops and rescues. Um, Jerry Bridges, I don't really know who these people are, but I thought I wouldn't take their words and not credit them with them. Uh, He said grace is God reaching downward to people who are in rebellion against him. And then Paul all said grace is unconditional love towards a person who does not deserve it so i think there's a few things that kind of people have said about grace yeah you know, just in in an attempt to explain it and get get an understanding in our heads and i'm sure you know obviously we're pretty familiar with what grace is um but let's also just go to um the bible and in ephesians in chapters one and two paul says a lot about grace um so i thought i'd just share a few verses from those chapters so this is from chapter one he says um, uh, in him we have uh, jesus in him we have redemption through his blood forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of god's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding and then in chapter two he says And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms with Christ Jesus, in order that that in the coming ages, he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. So that's Ephesians 1, uh, 7 to 8 and 2, 6 to 8 i've just highlighted a few things here which i think just give us more ideas about what god's grace is so firstly by it we are saved you know that's we almost don't need to go any further that's something that's pretty um profound and you know um i know it's kind of familiar to us and i think it's something we can kind of say and just but actually when we stop and really think about it it's it really shows us i think what we're dealing with here that that god's grace is a Really incredible thing. It also, from these passages, it seems to kind of be like never ending, like a bottomless drink, uh, Nando's or something, which might not bring life but diabetes. Um, but you know, it says uh, in the first part, it says the riches of God's grace in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Um, and then it says, you know, talks about the incomparable riches of his grace. It makes me think about. Um, I'm sure many of you know I'm a massive uh, Lord of the Rings and Hobbit fan, and I think about the dragon in the Hobbit on this huge pile of gold that the dwarves are trying to go and reclaim, that because it's rightfully theirs, and there's this kind of seemingly bottomless huge pile of uh, of gold that they're after. And so I think about you know when I hear stuff like the incomparable riches of God's grace, it just makes me think that, and we know that it doesn't sort of run out we can't use up all of our allowance of god's grace it's kind of never ending Um, but also as it says there at the end it's a gift of god god has given it he's lavished it on us with all his wisdom and understanding and it's he's given it to us as a gift and i think you know a lot of this we we kind of probably already know but i think you know when we go back to thinking about what drives us and what strengthens us in our faith know for me when i think about those things you know this is a similar verse in timothy which i couldn't actually almost decide which one to use because it's basically identical to the hebrews one but but he's right paul's writing timothy he says you then my child be strengthened by the grace that is in christ jesus and i think about those things uh from earlier in when i had those three boxes with the things that were sort of when i think about it things that can drive me and i compare those things to god's grace and it kind of to some extent they can almost pale in comparison and i think well there's so much like god's grace is so um deep and incredible that when i reflect on that i start to think well that is such an amazing truth and such an incredible thing that we've been given freely by god and that and i start to see how maybe that can motivate me and maybe that can strengthen me but it's it's something that i've when i was thinking about preparing this this talk you know i really had to stop and reflect on it it's something that i've always again like i said growing up going to church i've always kind of known and said oh yeah you know god's grace god gives us his grace and saves us and forgives us our sins and things but but actually when we read that passages like that in ephesians where we and and think about what god's grace is it's just this amazing thing so how do we take this and put it into um, living out our lives and how can it spill over and how can it have an effect in our lives? Well, I thought um, a good place to start would be to look at an example in Paul and how uh, God's grace kind of had an effect on his life. Um, so in 1 Corinthians 15, Paul says, um, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect no i worked harder than all of them yet not i but the grace of god was with me and what i what i kind of like about this is this verse i think gives us an insight into the way that paul um kind of viewed god's grace as having an effect on his life and being something that motivated him and and i think particularly with paul um you know w- we think about what he went on to do in the the kind of evangelism that he did he took the gospel to the gentiles and everything and he founded all these churches and he kind of did um did so much and we're going to think a bit more in a minute about um about what it might look like in each of our lives and stuff to kind of be strengthened by and and, but i think for paul we can certainly say that evangelism was something that he was motivated to do because of god's grace um and then there's another verse in in first timothy 1 14 uh, paul says the grace of our lord was poured out on me abundantly along with the faith and love that are in christ jesus so paul really knew that this was like a gift given to him uh, and it really uh, had an effect on his life so what effect does grace have in your spiritual life on a day-to-day basis that's kind of what we're where we're we're going next and i think um, you know there are lots of kind of different ways but but you know with this view of trying to strengthen or be strengthened by grace when we think about how we actually do that and what actually is going to what it's going to look like in our life first thing to ask is how can we let it affect us and I think, you know, that's something for us to really reflect on this week and, and try and think about. I mean, I, I thought I'd, again, just share a few thoughts based on what I'd, when I'd sort of asked myself this question. Um, and I think the first thing, like I've, like I've already said, for me, was that um, just reflection is a way that I can start this process when, you know, just stopping and thinking about, The reality of god's grace and both you know the fact that i need it so much and that god has given it to me you know and thinking about that in a very sort of intentional way i found i mean i I sort of tried this week and it was and it was funny because it straight away started to make me think about things going on in my life that suddenly seemed slightly less important or slightly they weren't quite such sources of maybe stress and anxiety, but also I think we can, one of the ways we can let it affect us is in, is in relationships, you know, and just talking about it with those people that we're close to or, or have those, um, you know, really great sort of safe relationships where we can just, you know, share what's going on in our lives and, and, and just maybe discuss amongst ourselves, um, you know, how, how we feel about the idea of grace strengthening us and and how we view god's grace and whether it's something that motivates us then so kind of following on from that well what might that effect be in our lives um well i think this is where it's so hard to just be like well this is the answer but you know as as i touched on with paul i think you know he had such an amazing gift for evangelism and he just roamed around the mediterranean planting all these churches and and trying to you know foster them and and nurture them and he wrote all these letters to them that we can see that give us a glimpse into this um so for paul it was sharing the gospel that might be the same for us it might be that once we reflect on god's grace and try and allow and pray for it to strengthen us it might be that that leads to us feeling empowered to share the gospel with friends or or family or people or colleagues or whatever that might be one thing um it might be in healing relationships again that's something which when i was thinking about it i think oh there are times when i felt like i've been maybe wronged by someone or something and when i think about god's grace and the way that god gave that as a gift to me um despite the the fact that i'd wronged him um with my kind of you know my simple nature because we're all all, we all fall short and we all need it and when i think about that it it made me think oh well why on earth would i i don't know hold a grudge or it helps me to see things in relationships in my life that maybe aren't perfect that suddenly you know it it makes me think god's given me this grace so let me try and i guess show a similar grace in relationships and and look to heal those relationships so that's something that i also thought about uh, when i was reflecting on this but then also giving you know it might be that you know god's grace as a gift given to us maybe it inspires you to give you know give to other people be it time be it money be it wisdom be it hanging out time whatever you know i think i don't think there's a, a sort of a right answer so much but i think um what's really wonderful about god's grace is that it has this power to strengthen us spiritually it has this power to produce um you know a kind of spiritual output so to speak it's to go back to those lovely synth diagrams you know it can be one of those things in our lives that drives us to um to to just live out our faith and i think it's been something which is yeah it's just struck me that i can so easily get into those things that i i shared on that diagram you know the the habits or just the people side of things or or what i'm learning in a maybe in a book i'm reading a a commentary or a i don't know a c.s lewis book i love my c.s lewis books you know and those things are, are all great um but i think um you know thinking about that verse those verses about god's grace strengthening our hearts that's something that i don't think i very intentionally do so uh, my encouragement for us today is to to sort of reflect on god's grace maybe that's the first step and i think we can we can kind of make a start on that right away that's the beauty of our uh some is that god's grace was just clearly displayed to us in jesus um going to the cross on behalf of all of us um uh, so we can start by reflecting kind of in a few minutes even but but then you know let me encourage you to take time and think about the ways in which this can then spill out into your life Um, because i think i've found that reflecting on this it just sort of naturally does that it has this amazing power to sort of spill out into our lives and it's a really um great thing and it, it, in some ways it's freeing to not think like like there with um with the mountain you know he just has to keep eating or he will fade away and he'll lose all his weight that he's put on um but i think this is like i said it's a more passive thing that just i think it just has that effect and it's a wonderful uh, wonderful thing so um just a verse to help us kind of prepare our minds um and hearts for taking communion um, again from hebrews um it says in chapter four let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need so i think um as we uh, take bread and wine we can maybe start that process reflecting on god's grace and what it really means in our lives the fact that it's a gift that god's given to us um and i think you know we can then think well this is a great help to us and it will um you know we can seek to have it affect our lives and produce um wonderful things in us um so with that i'm going to hand over to alice who will just pray before we um take the bread and the wine so alice if you're there take it away
1: okay thanks alex um let's Bow our heads um dear father god thank you um, just for just a great reminder god of just um what you have done for us god through jesus and um just the amazing undeserving um, uh gift you give us god the fact that you don't hold our wrongs against us and you don't even associate us god with what we've done wrong and i pray that you will just help oh, it will help us to just um, have that allow that to have a real impact in our lives and to
0: um,
1: to strengthen us God and to, to really be reminded of just your amazing sacrifice um, thank you just for um, Jesus death for us on the cross God and uh, thank you for that we can take uh, bread and wine God to really uh, symbolize God just uh, that incredible sacrifice of uh, you laying yourself down for us um, and uh, yeah just uh, thank you for the rest of the service in Jesus name amen we